gritty culture and class in America. Live from Long Island's Gold Coast, this is the Melissa Itell Duran Show on Breaking It Down Radio with co-host Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to the Melissa Itell Duran Show. Frank McKay here with the wife, the mother, the dancer, the educator, the novelist, the author of, of several books, the subject of two separate documentaries, and uh, of course, a uh, longtime radio show host and podcast host, Melissa Itell Joran, Renaissance woman, is our host each and every week. Frank McKay, yeah, proud to be her co pilot. Melissa, how are you? Oh, I'm doing great, Frank, and thank you. And, and I hope everybody out there is. Is, is is doing well too, and and maybe we'll see brighter days despite, you know, the resurgence of COVID warnings and and of course, uh, unfortunately, the war in Ukraine. Yeah, it's it, there are dark days uh, around us, and and we're currently in dark days. I, I just came from Walmart, and, and uh, I just mm-hmm. I just got some some cat food, and it's the first place that I mm-hmm. found. That I can get any mm-hmm. significant cat food. We, you know, we have three cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had five. Mm-hmm. Two of them passed, and uh, you know, there's the, mm-hmm. some neighborhood cats that we feed. Oh. That are just, you know, they're kind of feral strong. cats. Yeah, feral, feral cats. Feral. Yeah, right. yeah. We. So, so we we go for we we go for a certain kind of uh, um, uh, cat food, and uh, Shoprite, and uh, mm-hmm. Stop and Shop, just doesn't have it. It's the same thing with dog food. And you're looking at the oh, shelves that are completely empty, and I I have no idea exactly what's going on. Can can you shed any light on that? I mean, uh, they don't have the workers to take them off the. Is that still the line that they don't have the workers I to think get them off the ship? That and also it's Putin's fault. <laughs> Putin wants to. He's indirectly going after our pets. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, the baby food problem. That's another thing. I think there. I know this is tied into the recall. A couple, from a couple of months ago of one of the baby formula brands. But I think um, we didn't prepare for that. And, and and I don't think we should be telling mothers how they should feed their babies. Everybody has a different situation. And some babies have special diets and some women can't nurse. But nevertheless, we shouldn't be we shouldn't have this. We should this shouldn't be going on. And and yes, we have a very important pet population. Many people own pets. People feed feral cats. Uh, I mean, what do you do? Make your own cat food? I mean, yeah, conceivably you could you know make your own food, but you know it's it's it, again with pets you you know they they have dietary needs and they they may not eat your food. And how much how many cans of tuna can you keep open? Nevertheless, we're missing a lot of vital things on our shelves. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing what's going on. I I don't know, and and the gas prices are through the roof. Putin the roof has put it's Putin. It's Putin. Yes, it's Putin. And don't forget, it's also Trump. That's you know, that's another thing. But everything is Putin's fault. Everything is Putin's fault. The spiraling interest rates. I think now, if you if you are looking to get a home, which I think you know, lots of luck is nearly impossible. The mortgage rate is now six percent. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. It's down to two point one at one point. Right, right. Even lower people were getting. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is going on? This is this is a mess. Boy, how this how is. Putin has ruined this country. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> you know. Oh boy, yes, yes. Let's thank our lucky stars. 
you know, it, it, you know, it, you think about it. If uh, if Biden wasn't there, maybe we'd be we'd be like uh, El Salvador right now, or or, or mm-hmm. like Ethiopia during the during or the Venezuela right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like you know what the, what the heck? What does he? You know, what does our president take take blame for? Is is there anything we found yet that he's done wrong in his mind? I know we Not in- we see it other ways, but has has President Biden seen anything? that uh, that he's done wrong himself. I don't think so, unless they tell him something. Otherwise, he sees nothing. He sees no evil, hears no evil, and speaks no evil. So you can forget that. That tells you everything. Yeah, just <laughs> it, absolutely amazing. And the political climate in this country is, uh, uh, you know, is, is going to change because of this. There's going to be anger. There's going to be... Um, Maybe some apathy from some people, but I think there's going to be a lot of stand-up anger. Uh, and Tuesday was the first gauge of seeing any of that. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk as if I know nothing about what what happened on Tuesday. Give us your take on Tuesday. And when I talk Tuesday, I'm talking, of course, the primaries that yes, were the, the first primaries that were around the country. Right. I think the the one with the biggest notice notability or notoriety is in Pennsylvania. Uh, there's a, a, a governor's race primary and the U.S. Senate. And the, the Democrats have a clear winner in the U.S. Senate primary. It's John uh, Fetterman, uh, the six foot nine football player. I don't know. Did he ever play professional football? Do you, football, do you know anything? About basketball. Six foot nine. Football. Yeah, it was football. Six foot nine. He's only 52 years old. Uh, he, he's got an interesting story. Unfortunately, he, he had to go to the hospital. He had a stroke. They put in, they did some minor heart surgery. Uh, it, was a, it was a, you know, um, a relatively simple procedure. went well. He's only 52 years old, but I guess it's, this is common among uh, many uh, football players, uh, other athletes, especially at that, that size. I guess, but, you know, the heart has to pump harder. And he, but he's going, you know, he voted from his uh, hospital room and he's going to be back on the, campaign trail he is the the democratic um nominee now for uh the u.s senate but the question is who will he face in the election which of the republicans you have the, we had a three-way race we had uh, celebrity dr oz and you had um mega hedge fund person um, um I, is he, I don't know if he's a billionaire but he's certainly got plenty of bucks um um mccormick is that is, is that correct yeah um and 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 then you had the wannabes who came out of nowhere. Um, Karen, I see how I'm forgetting her name because she's fading from view. Um, what was her name? Um, Barris, was it um, Barnett? Uh, Kathy, Bar- Kathy Barnett? Um, and she was, you know, she was making all this buzz. You know, there's all this buzz around her. Oh, she's gonna, she's gonna be the underdog. Well, she did. She failed to, to break even, and uh, the, now they don't know who's going to be the Republican nominee because at one point it looked like McCormick had a thousand votes or whatever it was, or he had whatever one percent more than, than than Oz. And then the other day they said Oz did, and then Trump said, oh, for you know, this is sounds like January sixth. He said for Trump, you know, uh, you know, for, for the for the love of God, or I'm just I'm just you know. I'm, paraphr- I'm not even paraphrasing. I'm just imagining what might have been said. You know, call him the winner. Oz, call yourself the winner. Declare victory. Well, I don't think that's happened yet because they, if it gets to be razor thin, they're going to have to do an entire recount as per Pennsylvania law. So um, we'll see. You know, Oz is the Trump-backed uh, candidate. And McCormick 
uh, although he does tell us a Trump line, especially the January 6th election steal, uh, he was not backed by Trump, although he'd love to be Trump. Um, uh, uh, Kathy um, Barnett wanted to be a Trump person, uh, but she uh, she didn't make it. Wow. I, what what does it look like in general? Uh, obviously, the, the Trump people didn't completely dominate, right? And a lot of them lost. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, but in, in the governor's race for Pennsylvania, um, uh, a Trump candidate did get the, the nomination. I don't know if they're saying they're not that that may not be the right choice because he's just too, you know, he's too invested in, the, you know, in the Trump um you know, the, the Trump, yes, the election steal, which it might hurt. It really might hurt. Um, it might hurt them in, in him in the in, in the long run in the election. So um, I don't know. This might this all might backfire. I can't say it's possible, but we we, we don't have a winner, uh, a clear winner in the uh, Pennsylvania Senate race. Isn't that something? Anything else Nominee. You stand out to you? And again, MelissaItellJoran.com, everyone, is where to go to watch the documentaries. And the Melissa channel is upon us, and we'll be letting you know real soon, uh, real soon about the Melissa channel. That's That sounds real good. That's on Roku and Amazon. I love that. Yeah, I the Melissa that. channel. Melissa channel. It's like Melissa channel. Melissa channel. No, no, no. It's the Melissa channel. The Melissa channel. I love that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Before we get to like some of the uh, some of the other other parts or what this could mean, uh, is there any other races? I know Pennsylvania kind of dominated everything. Uh, maybe a big reason is because Dr. Oz was uh, uh, was in there. I, I'm not sure he's going to win, Dr. Oz. You know that I don't know when they count, right? I mean, what, we don't know. Yeah. What's your take on that? And did we always know Dr. Oz was a Trump person? I didn't know that, and I didn't know he was so, you know, uh, so close to uh, Pennsylvania. You know, he's been in New York doing his, you know, TV series, and and he, he was supposedly a, a cardiologist, uh, a, car, uh, a surgeon with Columbia Presbyterian, and then they called him out. You know, the medical profession uh, called him out, and and um, you know said, uh, you know, he was a phony that he was. You know, uh, peddling, uh, you know, these uh, uh, quackery uh, cures for everything from weight loss to I don't know what. But uh, Trump liked him. You know, Trump liked celebrities. And, and Oz claims that he has ties to Pennsylvania, that he grew up there. And, and the other guy, his opponent, also, I, I don't know if they, how, how, how strong his claim was to um to Pennsylvania either, except that they have money. They had big bucks. You know, it's, it's their daddy war bucks. You know, they they've got the money. They had the 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 feet on the on the boots on the ground, which is something that um, Kathy Barnett didn't have. So um, I don't know. This may not uh, Trump may not get everything he wants. Yeah, uh, interesting. The whole thing is is uh, is going to be. Uh, you know, we'll we'll actually have to examine it and see what it mm-hmm. looks like. We're, we're moving towards I, what about numbers did it seem like mm-hmm. the Democrats uh, came out in larger numbers um, maybe because of Roe v Wade uh, are they more no. engaged now or is that something that um, that uh, that may be more uh, hype than uh, whatever I mean I I would think that that uh, the midterm elections uh, you know Republican versus Democrat are going to be a 
a, a big, big deal because of Roe versus Wade. But um, do you think, uh, do, uh, do you think that that this last Tuesday, this past Tuesday, um, was any indication of how Democrats may be thinking uh, about uh, about how these midterm elections could affect Roe v. Wade? Well, that definitely Roe v. Wade is in the arsenal for the Democrats, and they're going to harp on that. Uh, the question is, how, how effective will, will a Trump-backed candidate be in gaining momentum and actually lasting it through the end of, of, the, of the election cycle? And will people want to, you know, do they want another Trump person? That's the thing. I mean, look at the controversy uh, in, in, in Georgia um, in, um, in 2020 with the, with the uh, Senate race there. I mean, two double failures um, with Trump back candidates. Purdue and um, uh, what was her name? The, the blonde, um, uh, what, was, what was she? She was a. Yeah, I don't know what Georgia. I know. Well, I don't know where she's been, but she, she went out in hiding. You know the tall blonde with who owned the ba- the women's basketball team, among other things. I mean, the, the, and, and and by the way, David Perdue was trying to run again. Uh, you know, I don't know. There, Trump has left a bad taste in many people's mouths. The other thing is, Texas is going to have a contested governor's race because our favorite friend, who likes to jump on tables and Beto. break them, Beto Beto O'Rourke is going up against um, Greg Abbott. So that's going to be interesting. So you've got, you know, you've got, I, I think, one of the most controversial governors in the country versus this table hopping guy. Who <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I noticed about Beto? Uh, he started mm-hmm. cursing at one point, and he, he yeah, was yeah. dropping the f bomb, but purposely, right. strategically. Yeah. Did that did yeah. work yeah. for him? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Uh, think so, right? I, I think he. I don't think so. I mean. He's not the first one to do it. Remember that one of our best friends from the Gang of Four. <laughs> Talib, yes, our friend Talib, the, the first Palestinian from representing Hamas in Congress. Uh, she was using a couple of a couple of f bombs when uh, she was calling for Trump's impeachment. So that's nothing new. It, it seemed to go well with her, even though I think it was it was kind of I don't know if, if her son heard that. I feel bad for him. I mean, it's embarrassing, if you know, but. For a woman to do that, yes, it is. Um, but Beto, I don't know. He thought he was being, you know, he was being cute or something, being trendy. I don't know, you know. But it's, it's it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how far Beto can go. You know, all that table jumping that makes people nervous. Yeah, you know, like he. What what if he jumps on the on the desk of the White House and accidentally jumps on oh, no. the button on the on, on the football and uh and and, and yeah. sets nuclear war off because he felt like oh no <laughs> he and Tom Cruise I don't trust them around the button you know they're jumping up on things right didn't Tom Cruise jump up on Oprah's couch or something oh, like that? I love yes it. yes he did yes he did he was so happy he was getting married. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we know what went what, what happened to that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think that worked out about as well as as Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Frank McKay here with uh, mm-hmm. with Melissa Itell Jordan, and she is our host each and every week. Uh, a real quick point about that: I know it's people have talked it to death ad, ad nauseum, but uh, I uh, I turned on my Facebook and and one of my friends mm-hmm. had a had a post on it said, "Good morning to everyone." Oh, except Amber Heard. And then a whole bunch of people <laughs> love, love that. You know, is she, is she uh, ruining her brand here? Has she ever had a brand? Oh, you know, well, she's had a brand. I mean, she's, she's done well. But um, it's, this is not going well for her, right? 
No, no, it isn't. I mean, she, she got really she got slaughtered by Johnny Depp's uh, attorneys on cross examination. Uh, uh, the, t- the the tangled webs we we seek to weave. Well, what do you think it does to Johnny Depp? I mean, is Johnny Depp going going down, and he'll be back? I'm sure, right? People will get over this or whatever. But she, um, you know, somebody said uh, that uh, that. And, and I haven't watched it at all, so you gotta you gotta forgive me. But somebody, my daughter, told me that um, that they brought up that he got her the role in, in Aquaman, and mm-hmm. uh, that he w- worked out getting that for her. And now they reduced uh, a role in Aquaman, uh, you know, uh, whatever role she's playing uh, to a small, much smaller role because of all of this. Did you hear that? Um, I didn't. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, I, I missed that, but um, I'm not surprised. You know, what's interesting about this to me, and I know it's not everybody, is that we're getting to see uh, how how careers uh, are hurt or helped, you know, in this case, certainly helped by being involved with a an A-list actor. And Amber Heard, uh, we might not have heard about her if um, if mm-hmm. it wasn't for her relationship with Johnny Depp, all right? I mean, uh, she, she wasn't that big before Johnny Depp started, um, well, you know, um, going out with her, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, John, they also put on these, you know, the the funny part is they put on, um, they put on some of um, Johnny Depp's former paramours, uh, including Ellen Barkin. I had no idea. Wow. I mean, these people live, yeah, yeah, from from thirty years ago or something. Um, you know with Ellen Barkin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thirty years ago. Wow. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's ten years older. She, she, I think. have been helping out his career at that time. Thirty years. Ago. I don't know. So thirty years ago, was he in? Wasn't he in one of his first uh, breakthrough movies? Well, he started with Twenty One Jump Street. That's where he broke. Right, out. the TV series. Right, right. That was in the eighties. And then he. So that's that's thirty that, years ago. Yeah. Well, that was late eighties. Late eighties. So yeah, that makes and it comes it put comes together. So he probably had Edward Scissorhands under his belt and and Beetlejuice and. Some other, you know, yeah. some other. Well, listen, it's it's a distraction, if nothing else. Uh, it, it's a distraction from some of the other things going on. And some of the other things going on, you mentioned the war in, in the Ukraine. Um, I told you, uh, you know, prior to this, uh, you know, this recording, that, um, that uh, you know, I've been walking around like Zelensky. You know, I, I've got the Zelensky look. And now I've got to wear a suit because of my my new position as president of ABC Radio <laughs> Long Island, and uh, mm-hmm. and and I you know I, I can't walk into meetings with uh, you know with sweatpants on and cursing, dropping the f bomb like uh, Beto, uh, you know mm-hmm. I can't go jumping on tables oh. like that. Or that. <laughs> as we speak now, and we're we're talking on Friday, mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people hear us on Saturday and Sunday, and even you know even the next uh, the next week and different times, but. Um, I, you know, I'm in sweats. I'm in t-shirt. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like dressed down. I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm, I'm less comfortable in suits than, than everything else. But Zelensky's got to do it. You know, Zelensky's, he's got to show it for, uh, for the troops. How is he doing? And I hate to say it, but I've, I've tuned out a little bit the last couple of weeks and I haven't followed. Um, are, are they holding their own, the Ukrainian troops? I think they're trying. We just authorized more aid to them just now but um i don't know what's up uh, putin's sleeve they say putin is ill but 
I don't know if that really matters very much. I think he's still operating, you know, um, despite that. Um, the thing is, how, uh, how much longer is this going to go on, and what does Putin have up his sleeve? Yeah. But how is, uh, how is he doing? I mean, some people said he had to hold on to a table to hold himself up in, uh, in some kind of video, some kind of pictures. But I don't know if, if, if we are hearing the truth. Um, is that hype? Do you think he's sick? Putin, yep. it's possible. I've heard all kinds of, of uh, theories that he's from Parkinson's to blood cancer uh, to uh, steroid use. I mean, he's, he's going to be 70 unless he's already reached his birthday, yeah. which anything can happen. Yeah, uh, just amazing. But wh where do you think we are if we were scoring uh, the war? And again, I don't want to downplay it. People's lives are, uh, are in upheaval and ruined and lost. And all of this, all because of, you know, Putin, right? Really, I mean, th this you can blame on Putin, right? You know, all of uh, America's <laughs> troubles, no, we can't blame on Putin and we can't blame on Trump. You know, we got to, you know, a lot of, a lot of things we got to take responsibility for ourselves. But uh, this war is Putin's fault. I mean, there's no question about it. There's one man who, who decided to go to war and, uh, and, and there's one man who could snap his fingers and pull it all back right now. And that is uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, where do you think we are if you were keeping score? I mean, how, uh, I, you know, how much longer could this last? How much more could the Ukrainians hold on? If we're giving them more aid, that would indicate that they're, um, well, maybe on one hand that they, they really, really need more aid or that they're showing some, uh, some real determination and that maybe they have a chance to, uh, to, to pull this thing out. What do you think? I don't know, but uh, well, we're we're definitely we've definitely given them a lot of aid. We have uh, Finland and Sweden saying they want to apply to NATO. Um, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. They 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 want to hold their own. It, but um, didn't Maripol just fall? Yeah, we we kind of we kind of thought that was uh, that was going to happen. I mean, it, it's a little later than I thought, but you know, again, this whole thing just started February twenty fourth. If, uh, you know, Maripol just uh, uh, um, fell, uh, obviously they're going to try to pull Maripol back, right? They're going to try, try to win that back. So they'll, um, uh, they'll, they're going to be bombing their own city, unfortunately. But I, I don't know what's left of anything. You know, I asked someone, and, and again, MelissaItellJuren.com is a great place to go. Everyone go there and watch the uh, documentaries. Frank McKay here with Melissa. But if you think about if you think about what's going on now, I said to to someone who's a you know he's a history uh, professor at one of the local colleges here. I said, what what is the comparison that we could look to for what people of the Ukraine could could possibly see as light at the end of the tunnel? And you know, don't give me Japan because you know that was 1945, the war ended, and don't give us Germany and the unification and all that. Uh, that's too long ago. What's a recent example? And and he immediately went to the former uh, Yugoslavia, Croatia, and uh, and and well, East Serbia and uh, Bosnia Herzegovina, uh, those two uh, those two countries. Now I didn't get down there when I was over uh, at uh, in the Ukraine, and I was over there. Uh, I wasn't able to um, to get down there. I was I, I was booked to Serbia, and then something happened, and I and the flight got canceled. And I ended up going somewhere else. But I was, I was looking mm -hmm. forward to seeing that because of the thought that this is where um, 
this is, you know, they were in, in a massive war. Um, what was that? 90, 95, 94, 93, you know, ar around those times. And from what I understand, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to offend uh, folks from Serbia or Bosnia or Herzegovina, but I, I heard I heard they are not great looking cities. And there's spots, you know, that that look pretty good. But that that in general, they're not they're not top flight cities by any means. And that they haven't recovered from uh, from the war, which is already 30 years ago. So uh, I, what are we what are we looking at in the Ukraine if uh, if, if they are to survive with that? not being part of Russia, um, it, it's probably going to be a smaller country, right? Uh, Russia is going to keep something to save face. Uh, even oh, yeah, if, they have to. If it goes that, they're going to have to keep mm -hmm. some parts and probably some oil-rich parts, which uh, ultimately Russia figures they'll get their money on, you know, their money back for, for whatever because they'll take all of that oil. But look, mm -hmm. I'm asking you to kind of look in a crystal ball here. But what do you mm -hmm. think? What do you think an end game could be for the Ukraine? We haven't talked about it in a while. But what what in your mind right now, if you you had to pull out a crystal ball and and to pretend uh, to be a uh, a fortune teller, what would you say the future of the Ukraine and and this conflict is? Oh, I, it's not the same country. It's going to be a shell of a country because every day, even though the Ukraine Ukrainians and Zelensky are trying to you know, hold their own and they're trying to get aid. Um, the Russians are still shelling uh, right to left and, 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 and they they have gone eastward. And um, I think uh, it's just going to be a shell of a country. And yes, they Putin will want to save face. Now, the question is, how is he going to do that? Is he going to launch a, a, a um, hypersonic missile or have a limited nuclear strike there and just destroy, level the whole thing? I mean, it, 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 it reminds me of Beirut. You remember... Um, you know, Beirut in the 70s, 80s, you know, it was, Beirut was considered the Paris of the Middle East back in the 60s. Lebanon, and yeah. after the Lebanon, right, yes. And then after that, after the, all the, the warring factions got through with everything, uh, it looked like it, it, it was totally bombed out. I don't know. Um, I, I imagine they've rebuilt since then, but they just it was destroyed. It was decimated. And that's what's going to happen to this country. Uh, and Putin is going to have to save face somehow. But things really didn't go quite the way he wanted to on his timetable. So, um, you know, we've been pumping in well, how many, how many million, hundreds of millions of, of dollars of aid, into aid, and I don't know where this is going to end. We don't like to see an ending very soon, like right now, because loss of life is is immeasurable. It, it's un, incomprehensible, and innocent people, regular citizens, have have had to face the biggest fears of their lives, and and, and who would have imagined? Uh, that in February, uh, that such a thing would be taking place, and, and the refugee crisis—that's going to affect us. How do we help these people? How do we support them? What, what are the ramifications of that in years to come? And well, uh, you know, there's always—you know—people have been saying uh, that we're on the road to World War III. All the naysayers are saying it's only a matter of time. But what are we going to do about it? I mean, if, if you if you if you stay back and, and, and uh, you're called an isolationist, like the ones in, during uh, just before World War II, before we entered World War II, um, if you don't and you pour in all this money, you've got the other crowd that says, we need the money here, and why are we getting ourselves into a war? We're going to be drawn into an, a no-fly zone, and we're going to be you know, heading, you know, going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Russians. I mean, where does it end? And it's a terrible thing. It's just a terrible thing, and I don't know. 
I don't know, this could be a, a long protracted war, but what's going to be left? All the lives lost, all the buildings demolished. Amazing. What, it is. It's, it's heart-wrenching <clears throat> if you think about it. Uh, yeah. You know, somebody asked me, they're doing a, a story on me for uh, Dan's Papers, um, and it's a Hampton's mm-hmm. uh, uh, newspaper. Oh, And they that's asked great. me about the Ukraine, and mm-hmm. they said, what, what can you say about your experience? And I said, it's the saddest thing. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. You were there. You saw this firsthand. It, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. heart-wrenching. I've, I've never seen anything, anything like it, and... Yeah. I, you know, it's you know. I, I won't say I don't want to see anything like it again because I may end up going over there and it'll be that much worse. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I just, I yeah, I don't even, I I don't even know what to say to those people uh, that lost yeah. their homes, that lost their their husbands, their fathers, their uh, their brothers, uh, you know, and sisters and mothers too. I mean, let's face it. I mean, all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, civilian casualties. Are, mm-hmm. are happening, but what a what a terrible situation! I, do you yeah. think uh, this? I, I mean, and again, I hate to talk economics when we're when we're talking war because uh, you know, but it is it is a uh, it is a serious part of it. Our inflation is is absolutely through the roof, and I imagine a lot of that was going to happen because of the COVID shutdown and everything else, and then the uh, the hiring crisis. The, um, the the supply chain uh, situation and and that, that crisis and you throw on top of it a major war that people are, are watching with the you know cross-eyed thinking hey could this be the, the third world war uh, mm-hmm. I, but however you look at it the perfect storm is is in place for the worst things in the world to be uh, to be happening to us as a country us as a world uh, I mean, have you ever uh, experienced a time like this in in your life? And and you know, look at it over the last three years. Have you seen a a, a three year period or a two and a half year mm-hmm. period that resembles this at all? I certainly haven't. I mean, we could we could point back to twenty years ago when we went into Afghanistan and we started going and bombing and trying to take over Iraq because we were told that there were WMDs, there were weapons of mass destruction hidden by Saddam Hussein, who was directly or indirectly involved in the, you know, the 9-11, uh, you know, um, catastrophe. I mean, we, we you know, that, that, that we were, we've been, are we out of Afghanistan yet? I mean, we, we, we've been there for 20 years. And 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 all we hear now are are stories of of maimed and 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 and, and killed uh, young servicemen, and to this day we're we're reaping you know we're sowing the the uh, the, the the repercussions of it. We're, we we are de- still dealing with with the with the uh, in the ram the ramifications of it the the the, the loss of life the injuries um, our, our reputation in the Middle East. Um, I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, um, we, we went to Iraq during uh, Herbert Walker Bush's administration. Remember that? And um, back in, in, in the early 90s. I mean, it, it, that was a takeover because we tried to we, we went into Kuwait because we we feared that Saddam was, was going to hold the oil hostage. I mean, that was it, it was in effect. It was all about oil. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, really, it was. You know the WMDs. I mean, that was the uh, what is that uh, weapons of mass? The WMDs, right? Okay. Right. That was the 
that, that mm-hmm. was a big catch hoax, you know, the W. Right. Bush and this. That's what George W. Bush actually believed, and that was the line that, that Colin Powell was trying to peddle to the U.N., and he said himself he didn't believe in that. He, was, you know, he regretted that he had to peddle that line. Just amazing. Just absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I, listen, let's, uh, you know, let, we got to see how this all plays out, but uh, I've never, it's, it, you know, even that, the, the time period that you talked about there, it was, uh, you know, there was a heightened sense because we were at war and we were uh, still doing, but there, there was a, a confidence that came along because of what we did to Iraq and, mm-hmm. and how quickly we got Iraq out of Kuwait once Saddam Hussein, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, emerged and, uh, you know, how we uh, how we got him out. And we, of course, left him there. It wasn't our agenda to get him. Uh, to get him out of power, it was just to get him out of Kuwait, and then we hoped mm-hmm. that he would have crumbled on his own, and he held on, and um, and he was a hero to to a lot of the uh, to the, a lot of the Arab world, and you know I think the other leaders knew how disastrous he was and how bad uh, how bad he was, but when uh, when you really come down to it, uh, the um, the uh, the whole. Um, uh, you know the whole situation over there was uh, was was different, but our economy didn't tank, right? Our economy wasn't in, no in a complete disaster. Affected. No, and it wasn't affected like that. Yeah, and and the thing is that this is uh, well, well, I don't know. I mean, what what is our economy now? I mean, the uh, the jobs market is is great. Uh, there's a hiring crisis, which means that um, that that people um, can't find people to work. You know, like it, places are closing down, um, mm-hmm. like ours. A friendlies, for example, is no longer, no longer doing breakfast. I always thought of friendlies as an ice cream and a breakfast place. You know, yes, yes. For pancakes, mm-hmm. it, they don't open right. at twelve in most places. Friendlies, no, the restaurant, uh, yeah. for, for those listening right, outside right. of the area that might not know who friendlies is. You know, <laughs> it's a. Um, well, they're all over the country. They're definitely all over the place. Yeah, so now they don't serve breakfast anymore. And somebody, no, one, really. of the, one of the managers of, of one of the local friendlies mm-hmm. here said uh, they can't get anyone to, to work the early shifts and there's not enough oh. to justify, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, like, opening like, that early. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is a, this, is a, this is the, you know, the, the times in which we live. You can't get people who want to, want to work those hours. They want to make their own hours. And that's, and, and you know, who, who take, usually takes these jobs? I know that um, I've seen working mothers do that. They're willing to open it, you know, open the restaurant at 6 a.m. I think it's more uh, you're getting younger people, perhaps, who just don't want to do it. They don't want to get up at, at five in the morning and, and report to work at 6 a.m. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the yeah. supply chain. How are you doing? You're in Nassau County, and folks that yeah. that don't know, you know, Nassau and Suffolk County make up what people consider Long Island, even though Queens and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm are technically part of the Long Island. Um, but when they talk Long Island, they usually talk Nassau and Suffolk. So Suffolk, mm-hmm. we've been hit with this uh, supply chain uh, <clears throat> crisis, and, and we can't find things on, on the shelves that we were used to, uh, used to getting. Um, my, uh, my question to you, how is Nassau County? Well, I see a lot of boarded-up businesses on my end. Uh, and the streets don't look so pretty anymore. Yeah, I just yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Sorry, it's coughing here. Uh, you, you're getting a lot of uh, 
um, th- these these towns looking different because you have uh, places you know like I, I I've seen like uh, some fast food restaurants that you would never see closed. Uh, I see them with four rent signs on them. You know, like there's some Burger Kings that have gone out of business in the last certainly in the last couple of years, but a lot of restaurants went out during COVID. I mean, it's it's yeah. been, it's been an absolute uh, disaster. Are you there, uh, Melissa? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, they haven't recovered. They haven't recovered. That's the problem. And you know, some uh, in my neighborhood, there was, there's there's a, a section of um uh, of the main street called Middle Neck Road where it looks like a I don't know something out of a western. You've got boarded up businesses, except you don't have the you know you don't have the actual pieces of slabs of wood that are hammered to cover up the windows. Yeah, it's just yeah, amazing. Um, it, it's just it, it's just amazing. What a time we're living in. And and again, I've said this before, uh, but March eighteenth, uh, two thousand and twenty. If you told me before that day that we'd be, you know, in a uh, in a gl- uh, global pandemic, and there would be a uh, um, there would be a disaster uh, going on uh, for for all these years, uh, you know, uh, to come. And by the way, we're still not out of it. I think we started this conversation with with COVID, but there's a resurgence coming. I know people that yeah. have COVID uh, all over the place. Uh, Supervisor yeah, in, South, yeah. uh, in Southampton. Just oh, really? I think. Uh, no kidding. Eric Adams had it, didn't Hillary? Have yeah, it? he had it because he. Right. Well, hey, Eric Adams. I don't know about Obama. I don't know where he's been, but. Eric Adams went to that that super spreader event at the Gridiron Dinner at the beginning of April, and I think everybody there came down with it because everybody was throwing caution to the winds. Oh, masks! Oh, let's throw them in a bonfire, you know? <laughs> oh, let's have a let's have fun. Who, who cares about masks? Who, who's 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 looking at masks these days? So everybody there, including Nancy Pelosi, came down with COVID, and there is a subvariant, subvariant A B or something. So this is not going away, and and I think. Uh, we still need to exercise caution. I don't like wearing masks either, but I think if you're going to be in in large public spaces with big crowds, I think it's a good idea to put on a mask. If you're going into a supermarket, you're going into a, a store that gets a lot of customers, it might be a good idea to put on a mask. Medical offices still require that you wear a mask. And, um, and nail salons, too, because of the close contact. Uh, but a lot of schools have done away with their mask mandate, uh, depending on, you know, the local governments. But I think uh, I heard that, um, you know, don't be don't don't count out mask mandates again. Uh, Eric Adams is trying to stave off a mask mandate. But, you know, if, if we get another spike, he might be forced to. Just amazing. Just yeah, a- absolutely amazing. Um, look, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, uh, it will will survive. We'll get through it, and everyone's mm-hmm. got to keep their uh, their chins up. Uh, the The one thing about COVID is the people who are getting it don't seem to be dying uh, from it. The people I know, anyway, uh, mm-hmm. aren't aren't dying. They've been vaccinated. Yeah, yeah right. Because you know, and I hope people go out and get vaccinated. I know it's such a uh, and I, you know, and again, I don't think it should be mandated. I don't think you got to you could force people, but I think people on their own. Should uh, should want to get vaccinated, and uh, do you think it's because um, the uh, the because of the the people that aren't vaccinated that this thing is still going strong? 
it's possible. But then again, you know, how do you explain those people who um, may or may not have gotten vaccinated or are partially vaccinated, half vaccinated, and still don't come down with it? Um, I don't know. Of course, if, if you're, you know, if you're vaccinated, it doesn't mean even if you get a booster, it doesn't mean that you're in, immune. It doesn't mean that. It means you can still you can still test positive for it, but maybe you won't show any symptoms or maybe you'll have very mild symptoms. So you won't have to worry that you'll have you, you'll need to make a trip to the hospital and you'll get, you know, get a full blown out case. But um, I think uh, I think, you know, to be uh, to be on the cautious side, if you can ha- handle it, get a get a vaccine, get 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 the, the, the first line of defense. Now, the booster uh, shot, they're now authorizing Pfizer's getting uh, the, the go-ahead to, to, um, uh, to bring out a booster for 5 to 11-year-olds. I don't know if every parent wants to do that, you know, but it seems like we're on the road where we're going to be told, well, you know, get your flu shot and get your booster, <laughs> get your COVID booster. <laughs> you know, amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I, I got my first booster, and I'll be I'll be waiting online to get. And, and by the way, there's no wait, but I'll be uh, waiting, uh-huh. counting the days to get my second booster. I'm fine with all of the uh-huh. shots. I want to be as uh, immune yeah. as I can possibly right. be to all of these things. But uh, l- listen, uh, terrific stuff as always, Melissa. Uh, you stay oh, safe you. and keep your family you too. safe. Thank and, you. Um, Yours too. Yeah. Well, thank you. And to everyone out there, stay safe. Yes. Thank you so much. And yes. Melissa, yes. Uh, you, you always like to say, I mean, uh, thank you. Thank you for listening. Oh, yes. Yeah, because uh, our, our listeners are our, 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 our bread and butter. They're, they're our, our, our core supporters. They're, they're, the, they're the heart of what we do and why we do this. Yeah, right. So, uh, listen, Melissa, thank you once again. Uh, uh, thank you, Frank. Stay safe. To everyone out you there, too. go to melissaiteljoin.com. Check out the documentaries. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time. And thank you for listening all next time on the Melissa I Tell Join Show. You've been listening to Melissa Itell Duran and co-host Frank McKay on Breaking It Down Radio.